Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can download the CDM app. Come join the growing platform where you can access our praying community of disciple makers and learn from our podcasts, blogs, and videos that will help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. While you're on there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support disciple makers like you as you transform your communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And as a thank you, those who give at least $5 a month will have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. The following is a portion of our Giving Tuesday live event, where Paul and Rebecca chatted with disciple makers from around the world. For more information on partnering with CDM, go to ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com slash partner. So guys, you know, uh, we want to be able to start off by sharing a little bit about who we are as CDM. So you know, first off, what we see when we come into to wanting to be able to see our, all of our different areas change, we want to look at the local areas and be able to partner together to be able to see our local areas change. So for us, that vision is the city. When we look across our cities, whether we are in Germany, whether we are in you know, uh, wh- whether we are in America, whether we're Canada, whether we're in Australia, we can look at our cities and go, what will it look like? Would it look like if God's kingdom, it, you know, expressed itself in there? And in the Bible, it talked about it. Jesus talked about it in Matthew saying a city set on a hill cannot be hid. The idea of what would it be if that his kingdom so came that there that that we obey him that we through and everything that we do we that that more and more people are coming to know Jesus and we are expressing what it's like to be ruled by him in such a way that the that our cities are completely transformed by that and for us that means how that would come is through disciple making movement among the lost. And then also uh, through that as well, seeing the revitalization of the church or reactivation of the church. And we believe that those will be in tandem with one another. So in other words, it's not that one begins and the other one does happens a long time down the road. We want to see all peoples in our city reach, not just some, not just the marginalized, not just the, 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 the a certain group or everything. We want to see all peoples reached. We believe that through movements, we can see whole families, whole communities, whole areas coming in mass to Jesus over a time period and becoming disciple makers. And that is something that we haven't believed in as a, as a, uh, I would say predominantly as a Christian body for a long time, but ever, uh, but it has happened. It is happening all around the world in various different places of movement. So why not in all of our cities? And then we know that through this, if we reactivate our local churches, if we get them to say, hey, let's 
be on board in this mission to be able to see this happen. And let's work together to see that happen. We can see this total transformation that will affect even the way that we do government, the way that we do business, the way that we do our schools, the way that we live our lives. It will affect every single crevice and part of what we do and how we live. And that is because of our obedience to the word, not just signing up to a creed that we're actually becoming uh, doers of the word and disciple makers. We tell people all the time that it's not about uh, disciple making movements. It's not about church planting. It's not about, you know, those kind of things that the goal of all of those things is really to see the kingdom of God come, to see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, to obey the command, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. To see three, uh, at l- all of the parables of the kingdom uh, come alive and, the prom- and live within the promises of those, but specifically to see three of them, that we want to see that people recognize, first of all, that the kingdom of heaven is worth everything that it's worth sacrificing everything for. It's worth making space in our busy lives. It's reflected in the kingdom parable, the pearl of great price, and that people are willing to make room, believers in particular, are willing to make room to actually pursue and to see that it's worth making happen. That number two, the kingdom of heaven is like the mustard seed, which starts off very small, but then grows to be a shelter. And it's big enough that everyone can find a home inside the kingdom of God. And so we want to make sure that everything that we're doing, that every single believer sees their role and understands their role. And people who are not followers of Christ are looking in going, oh, wow, I see how I fit and the the role that I can play and how I'm included inside the kingdom of God. And then and then thirdly, the idea of the the good leaven of the kingdom of God, that as it is needed in this kingdom leaven, that it permeates and affects every aspect of of our society. Rebecca and I have read through the Old Testament. We read through the Old Testament at least once, if not sometimes twice a year. And one of the things that we read in the book of Kings and of Chronicles are those statements where it says, and and this king, whomever it was, was a good king who walked in the path of his father, David, and did all the things that David did, which that's great. We want to hear that saying, but then there's some of those kings, it's like, but they did not remove the astro poles and the high places and the and the the altars to Baal during their time and these things still led the people of Israel astray so what we want to make sure is that as an organization that we're not just another good christian organization another good christian organization that helps people become who they can be in god but that our purpose as an organization, is to see God's kingdom come and his will be done. As we fuffill Ephesians 4, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, to obey the great commission and the great commandments, to make disciples, to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love their neighbors as themselves. As they do each of those things, then we will begin to see the kingdom of God come, and we won't just won't stop with our churches getting bigger or movement happening, but that the sign to stop is when all of those things which are evil, 
that are destroying the people that God created are driven out and God's rule and reign is established. And, and that's kind of the goal of what we're looking for. So we're talking about the end of abortion clinics in our cities. We're talking about the end of gambling. We're talking about the end of all these things that continually lead God's people astray. So how are we going to be able to do all this? Well, you know, first off, guys, we believe that change happens as we daily and weekly do simple things, or maybe sometimes, I guess, not so simple things, but we daily and weekly work to make a difference and to reach those who don't know Jesus. And so that's why we work to plant disciple-making communities in e and teams in each of these cities. Again, whether or not you're, whether you're in Germany or whether you're in America, or whether you're in Canada, where you are, we're trying to plant these communities that weekly come together and say, how can we be able to reach the lost and make the difference to, a, a difference together? We'll talk more about that in the future. But ultimately in CDM, what we do is we do three things. One, we catalyze movement through coaching. And, and and training. And so what we do is we come alongside people and we help them be able to know how to do disciple making, how to raise prayer, how to be able to create uh, communities that work together. We walk alongside people and help them to be able to know how to be able to do these particular things. And so uh, we we actively try to to integrate with organizations and churches to help them be able to know how to make the change, how to be able to equip their people in those things. And so we do this on an ongoing basis. The second thing that we do is we build community or communities, as you might say. So we, we have the local ones, like we said, with, uh, with DMCs. We have then the regional ones that we do with area hubs. And then we have the, the communities that we have as the global one with CDM. And so through these different communities, we're partnering people together in order to see that happen. We're working together to be able to do that. And we're all about trying to practically see that happen. You know, I used to be a part when I first started in trying to mobilize Christians to be able to do disciple making, I was, uh, or to, to really just make any difference in the great commission, great commandment. I started like everyone else did in the sense of that. I started by doing the rallies and the tra weekend trainings and even some classes and, you know, um, all the events, you know, that was, and, and that excited people and maybe even for a short period of time during a class, you know, got them doing things for a short period of time. But as soon as it was done, boom, everything was back to life as normal. But the thing is, is that when I, that th because of that, we started creating communities of people that actively work together to see this happen in a regular basis so that we're not just coming together every once in a while saying, we wish we did this and we wish we, we worked together and, you know, clap on the back, good job, whatever you did and move on. We're actively working together to create that. So we'll be talking about later today how we're creating church hubs, area hubs, disciple making communities in order to be able to see that happen in the last third way that we do this is through production, through communication, as we say. So if you have not yet downloaded our app, um, in our app store, we have there is the Contagious Disciple Making app. So this is whether you are on Apple or Android, you could go and download this for free. It has all of our podcasts, videos, stories, blogs, tabs, helps you know when our events are, allows you to be able to get onto our CDM prayer page 
And basically through this, guys, we are, you know, constantly putting out and developing materials and resources for first off people to get started in disciple making for them to be able to hear about this and start experimenting with that and then hopefully through that process we get connected with them we get them connected with the community and with the ability to be coached and now they can be able to, to do this in an even more effective process and as they're being coached they're also utilizing these tools to turn around and help the people around them even better know how to be able to use them and and uh, help them know how to be able to do that too so it's a both a way to bring people in to disciple making but then also very practically help them as we are going along in that and that's something that's very unique to what we do and we're going to take a quick break uh to show you our our prayer vision uh for because we're about ready to talk about how prayer fits in to all of these things and we want to be able to show you a bit of our vision when it comes to our 714 prayer initiative. In our postmodern, post-Christian world, we see brokenness and addiction, division and struggles for power, refugees and need. Every family has felt the effects of these things, whether around the globe or right next door. For many, the church is no longer the place where they look to find answers to life's deepest questions and needs. But Jesus commands us to bring the solution to them. He commands us to go. Go and love our neighbors. Help the needy. Bring freedom to the captive. Heal the sick. Bring justice to corruption and to the oppressed. To make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. To see his kingdom come on earth, our communities experience compassion, justice, healing, and to help those far from God find their way to his table. Are you hungry to see God transform your city? If we want to see God's kingdom come, then we must seek him more than we ever have before. We must partner together to reactivate the church start disciple-making movements, and intercede for our cities both near and far. And that starts now. We need to pray desperately, repent, fast, seek His face, and surrender ourselves to be changed by Him. Praying needs to become a part of our daily lives, starting with us and spreading throughout our communities. Praying daily with our friends, and family as we work, play, and do life together. Praying locally within our spiritual communities, in our small groups, our ministries, and during worship. Praying regionally with fellow believers from churches across our areas. And praying globally with contagious disciple-making and disciple-makers from around the world in Zoom prayer meetings and on our prayer page. Praying like never before to break down the strongholds and evil deeds of darkness in our communities. Crying out to God to transform our cities through movements across our globe. We at CDM are calling on you to recruit your churches and friends to help build this growing global prayer movement. How can you get started? First, 
Download the Contagious Disciple-Making app to find out more about prayer events near you. And join our community on the CDM prayer page, where we can share and pray with each other daily for our ongoing Great Commission and Great Commandment efforts. Celebrate with other believers and pray live on Zoom in CDM's weekly online prayer gatherings. And finally, email us so that we can connect and work together to mobilize your community to be part of this movement too. Remember, no disciple-making movement has ever started without thousands of believers united in prayer. And disciple-making movements have happened and are happening among the hardest-to-reach communities in the world. So why not yours? Right here, right now, your city. So guys, you know, uh, as you can see inside of the video that we just had there, that we really want you to be able to join us and be able to raise prayer. One of the things that we really had the lesson with over this past year is just the level of spiritual warfare that there is in trying to even mobilize disciple making here in the States. You know, I think that it's a really big mistake that where people think that United States is just a place where this is home base, you know, the real field is out there in the world. And don't get me wrong, the field is definitely, you know, needed out there, you know, in the uh, other areas of the world. And it's difficult and hard, but we have come to the place where there are principalities and uh, powers that have taken strongholds inside of our nation and that are fighting pretty hard. You know, Paul, if you remember this past year, we, uh, you know, as we sought to try to mobilize people and, and for instance, in San Diego, how many of the people were experiencing extreme physical attack, you know, upon them? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up, Rebecca. You're right. Physical attack is a huge thing. We've seen people um, who have had, uh, you know, get diagnosed with cancer. Uh, we've seen people who have been uh, told by their doctors that they, I mean, and these are things from they were fine and relative and healthy in relatively good shape when they came into doing movement. And then immediately as they started pressing into engaging the lost, we began to see them diagnosed with cancer, experience kidney failure, uh, be told that they had uh, brain issues, uh, experience, you know, being diagnosed with degenerative blindness, uh, falling, being perfectly healthy, young, uh, older people, but, uh, but at the same time falling and breaking a hip and requiring complete hip replacement. I mean, we have seen just issue eye after hemorrhages issue. that yep. that eye stop. hemorrhaging <laughs> uh, and all of these things were ended up coming around and and slowing down if not completely halting the engagement of the lost and so we're able to see that direct correlation that someone went from being a good christian sitting in a pew very active and participating in the local church to then making a, a a deliberate choice to engage the lost in in seeking to catalyze movements in their area and then boom things that had never happened before in their life uh, ended up hitting them and then being able to slow down and stop things the other one that i think rebecca that was a big one too was not just the health issues that came around but the busyness We've mm -hmm. had so many people come to us and say, you know, I've been 
I didn't have that much to do at work for like a couple of years and everything. And, and my life was going at a pretty decent pace. And then all of a sudden I started working with you guys. And now I've got so much busyness. I barely have time to breathe, much less engage lost people. We've had people with their family member, members die or come into serious health. Uh, we've had strange relationship issues amongst mm -hmm. some people that just suddenly flare up for, you know, seemingly no reason. And so, you know, there's been a tremendous, and I want to say, guys, this is just stuff that we're experiencing amongst people who are trying to get started. I want us to just, I know that a lot of us sit there and like, I don't watch the news. I don't want it. The reality is if we just open our eyes to what is happening happening in and amongst our communities it is clearly an acceleration of the evil one within our communities he is seeking to enslave people to destroy people and to bring darkness into our communities at a fast rate and I'm saying this because we have to take this seriously. This is not for us to sit there and say, oh, no, let's go hide. No, it's for us to say, let's fast, get on our knees and pray and get out there and make a difference where we can and be the light where we can and in where we are. And that's what the 714 initiative is all about in the Old Testament Jesus called his, uh, not Jesus, <laughs> not the Old Testament. God called uh, the uh, the Israelites and said, when these horrible things start happening, you need to fast and come and inquire in front of me as to why these things are happening and what you are to do about them and to come and ask me for deliverance from them. I mean, this is what he tells them to do over and over and over again. And that's what you see Israel before they finally fall off the apple cart, as you might say, towards the very end, start doing all along the run, all along the way. And what we understand is these things are not happening to us in this part of the world because we have so pressed into the darkness that the darkness is fighting back. I mean, we're just starting to actually see that. It's because we as Christians in America have left, you know, the Great Commission locally. We have not uh, uh, been active in our communities as we should. We haven't been solvers of the problems in our communities predominantly. And I understand there are people that are some people who are doing this. And I'm not talking about you. And so I really appreciate you out there. But the, but predominantly as a Christian community, we haven't been doing that. And now Satan and his dominion has really taken hold in our particular areas. And so one of the things that has to always accompany movement, but even more at this time in and everything that we're going to need to fast, pray, seek, and act. That is part of 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves through fasting, for instance, will pray, will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. In other words, they will act and do something different. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. And a lot of times it's the, that fourth one, especially, which is 
turn from their wicked ways, to turn and to act and to be a part of his great commission again. And so what we want to be able to do is uh, in this and what we do as a community is first off, we form and grow prayer communities, both on the local, regional and global levels. So when we come in, uh, as we are seeking to do this, we're looking to create communities that are praying together, that mobilize prayer habits, that we, uh, together with amongst churches and groups amongst the area, come together to be able to pray together in these realms, to be able to multiply prayer and cover entire cities. And then also here with CDM, we come together to be able to pray for each other, both on our CDM prayer page. By the way, if you want to be a part of that, if you go on, download our app, our CDM app, you'll be able to get a, a to be able to come into our CDM prayer page. And we have people who are posting prayers from all around the world, so prayer requests, and we actively pray for each other inside of the comments. So uh, we talked about this earlier for, in our podcast, but we have over 1,100 prayers uh, requests that were posted over this past year already, and that there are over 7,600 re reactions to those particular ones and over 2,700 written prayers for these particular prayer requests. And so this is a live and active community every day that is trying to press in and pray for these things. So one of the things that we came into the year knowing is that uh, we knew that CDM was going to be involved in mobilizing prayer because you can't have a disciple making movement without prayer. We knew because of previous years and lessons we had learned in those years that we were going to have to equip people to pray. Um, and, and all of those kind of things. And so we've been about creating tools and everything. What I think is a new thing this year is to understand that the, the depth of the spiritual warfare and the battle going over, uh, the spiritual battle that is embroiling movement inside of the United States is much greater than we anticipated, that it rivals the spiritual warfare that we face in, in pushing the gospel into countries like uh, India, among peoples like the Bhojpuris, and in cities like Varanasi, India, uh, where, where Satan has ruled unfettered for years and years and years. And we're seeing that same kind of of uh, that same kind of, of attack here in the United States. And so CDM is looking at expanding our efforts to equip the body of Christ to mobilize prayer and to embrace daily prayer habits as individuals and as communities. And to that end, we're looking at bringing on a, a prayer strategist or a prayer coordinator, depending on what, what side you're looking at, in order to help us look at that, in order to be able to, to meet with churches and saying, okay, let's create a prayer culture again. And what does that look like? How do we help your people become people who pray more outside the walls of the church than they do even inside the walls? Of the church? How do we keep track of prayers that have been answered and to bring those in as part of our worship in order to celebrate a God who is living and is active and actively answers the prayers of his people even today? And so that's a big part of what we want to accomplish in going into the next year is bringing on a prayer strategist or coordinator who would be able to help us grow in this area and help the body of Christ embrace prayer habits so that we can not 
knock down these strongholds that are standing in the way of God's people making disciples who make disciples and see transformation in communities as a result of the kingdom come. And uh, before we get into our uh, next mobilization, a thing that we want to see happening, a vision, uh, one of the things that we talked about earlier that we used to catalyze movement is also production, or in other words, we say communication. And uh, with CDM, we really work very hard week in, week out to be able to create resources that help people know practically how they can be able to engage their neighbors to be able to engage their coworkers, people in their city. And, and, you know, how do we have these conversations? How do we do this discovery Bible study? How do we work with other believers to raise prayer? And we create these things. So one of the things that we started last year was our app, our contagious disciple making app that will, that actually was able to house the library of various different podcasts and things that we do in there. And so this year, about August, was our first year anniversary uh, for the app. And, you know, Paul, I know you absolutely t- love telling about the numbers for those particular things. But, you know, we're seeing a growing number of people who are downloading our app and, and, uh, and are using the app on a regular basis. Yeah, and just and just a, a year since we've launched the app, a little over a year since we launched the app, we've had 3,015 3, downloads of the app, and uh, and we're pushing about uh, anywhere between fifteen hundred to clo- starting to get closer to two thousand um, people who are actively using the app every single month. Uh, we have over 3,000 people who are subscribed to receive our push notifications. In fact, that may be how you heard about uh, CDM Live today was through our push notifications. In fact, you can go to our app and actually wa- watch the live stream for Contagious Disciple Making CDM Live. And, uh, and everything else. And so the app has become a significant library of resources and a communication tool that we use to connect with disciple makers around the world. I was looking at some of the people who are tuning in and it was telling us that, you know, we have people in Sweden and in the UK and throughout the United States and, and, uh, and everything else who are, who are engaging with us through the app. And so it has become a significant part of our communication strategy and one that we will continue to use as we can uh, going forward into the next year. So, you know, uh, the other thing that we, just some of the things that you will be able to um, see inside of our app is one of them is the podcast. You know, this is something that we have been doing for years now as a CDM podcast. So if you have been enjoying this live show this particular day, it's just a kind of a taste of what we do in our podcast, where we get to talk more in depth about disciple making, about disciple making, uh, you know, stories about what's happening in our community, uh, vision for the future, very practical tips in and everything in that. So and so you can be able to access that through our app. Uh, and then also what you'll be able to find are videos and blogs that are that are based off of those things too. So we actually have some of our favorite whiteboard videos as well that really go through and illustrate very basic tools and principles that we be that we can use inside of our app. And um, 
And so we are, we are, you know, wanting to, we've used these and we've created these so that people can share them with their friends and help them to be able to know what is a disciple making community? What is a conversation quadrant? What is a prayer, uh, prayer calendar? What, uh, you know, and they can be able to have those to pass on to other people and you can as well in there. Uh, also, we have our CDM prayer page that you can access. And we talked about that when it came to the prayer, but it allows you to have quick access to our prayer community in and through that. So this is all available through our app, all of the things that are com- upcoming and what how we're trying to, to mobilize it together. So, so download this app, but you know, guys, What's really great is we've done this with a with a the team of people that have been doing this as a part of their disciple making. It's not been their full time job, and I know that Paul and I that though we have full time jobs with CDM, we're also we're coaching, we're training, and what we really want to be able to have is a team that is going uh, and and a uh, manager, a director, excuse me, that will actually be able to continue to set vision and to create these videos and take ownership of that. And that's part of one of the reasons why we need uh, more partners coming into this next year. We want to be able to have that position filled. And so uh, as a part of Giving Tuesday, we're asking you to be able to give three, uh, we're looking for 300 partners to be able to to, uh, give $100 per month to help us be able to bring on this n- uh, other team member in and through and what we're we're wanting to see happen. So, like I said, when it comes to our pr- production, it affects so many people. I mean, we have over three thousand people who have, have downloaded this app, and even more who see our different uh, uh, our different tools that have a downloader app and they're just finding them on YouTube and things like that. And so, in fact, our, our disciple making community whiteboard, excuse me, our discovery Bible study whiteboard video is number one inside of YouTube. When you, uh, when you search for discovery Bible study. And so we're, we're wanting to be able to continue that all the much more with a more dedicated uh, a, a more uh, dedicated force to be able to to put behind it. We're so thankful for the team that we've we have, and that we and we want to be able to bring more into this to develop this wing and this department of CDM even more. And a friend of ours, Adion Rodriguez, is joining us from the Dominican Republic, and he's been commenting on uh, on uh, on our facebook page as we've been doing this live broadcast and we love working with edion and seeing how he's applying movement principles there and he was just saying that he downloaded the app and he and he said something that uh that i have i have seen uh already and heard many times is that we need a spanish version and you're absolutely right edion uh we need to have uh we have volunteers around the world who are doing their best to try to translate different things and get them to us as possible but we would love to be able to eventually have an entire spanish team that would be able to come in and be able to develop resources and make them available for the for the growing number of spanish speaking peoples uh that are that are leaning into movement whether that's in honduras or costa rica or nicaragua or dominican republic wherever they may be we want to be able to give them the resources they need to move forward. And so um, you're right. We need those kind of, we need that, uh, that coordinator who can come in and go, all right, what's it going to take? How are we going to, how are we going to make that happen? How are we going to build the partnerships necessary to be able to resource the various languages of the people who are trying to implement movement principles around the world? 
Speaking of the various languages of people who are trying to implement movements around the world, we are st actually in the in the beginning uh, steps, we believe, of developing a hub in Germany. That's right. Uh, we have over this past year, a um, a, a friend, uh, Thomas and Hannah, uh, a, and also Esther, their their friend as well, that have been have started uh, taking our class. Was it in spring or was it last year? They just I think oh, it may goodness. be. It was not too long ago. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. They took our class and uh, they got started and they were really intent upon bringing other people along on this and they've been able to do so. And that has grown to where their disciple making community is now spawning other disciple making communities in and throughout the area. And so this is one of the benefits of our class that we have that we do. And you can be a part of this class. You can take this class. Uh, you know, it's the philosophy and strategies of disciple making movement. And, you know, while this is, and, and we, it just provides a great basis for the coaching and partnership that we have with people. And if you, we, so uh, we can go ahead and receive applications for the spring semester We'll probably get started the first week of February and go for, uh, you know, 12, 13 weeks uh, being able to learn about this. And that's part of the benefit that we've had in meeting with partners uh, like Thomas. But, you know, uh, Thomas and Hannah, like I said, since then, after they took the class, they didn't stop there. We kept on coaching with them. And now they're becoming partners in being able to see a, a hub in Germany form. And, you know, now that's also make it to where we need help in translating things into German and, you know, and be able to uh, develop those there. So we're, we're so excited about that. As we're speaking about places that we're growing into, I mean, we've got a emerging team coming out of Croatia with uh, Valentina and Tatiana who are who are in the process and have uh, taken our course or in the process of taking our course and applying these principles. And we've seen them grow in engaging the lost and, and things like that. And we're wanting to see a team emerge and be established there in Croatia. And so we're just seeing a lot of places that God is opening up the doors as people are coming to us saying, we've heard about what you're doing. We've seen the resources that you're developing online. We watched the videos that you put out on YouTube. And we want to see that kind of thing happen right here in our country. Can you help? And so we've started doing coaching with them to be able to figure that out. But you guys can already see the need. You can see what's happening here. As God opens these doors and we step through these doors, then that creates opportunities that need to be um, that need to be uh, resourced that need to be met in in equipping the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. Whether that's in prison and we're trying to figure out what that looks like and equip those disciple makers there in prison, or whether that's in Germany or Croatia or the Dominican Republic or anywhere else that God is opening those doors, we need your help to be able to connect those people with the resources they need, not just in English, and we're grateful that many people know English, but also in their heart language, because that will enable the uh, message to and the, the resources, the equipping to travel faster and to equip the people um, strong, more in a, in a more strong fashion moving forward. So the next thing that we do with, with CDM is to create communities. We That's create right. communities that mobilize people 
to, to make disciples. And we do it in three different, well, technically four different levels. The first level is the disciple making community. And that is the most local and personal one. We talked about a lot about that today. We, we uh, interviewed some people about that earlier when it came to uh, people who are starting their own disciple making communities who are working to be able to raise prayer for their communities, do work for their cities and start discovery groups among the lost. And they do so at, you know, by by coming together, not just, you know, saying, hey, we like this idea. We like the theory about it. It's like, no, they actually use tools to pray and to mobilize prayer. They they use tools and uh, like the Discovery Bible Study to be able to work on personal obedience, but then also in being able to help their communities. And also with the conversation quadrants is the third tool and engagement planning to help them figure out how can we be able to develop relationships with people in and throughout life and in and throughout our communities that can lead to starting discovery groups with them. And so we have we have seen that if we want to be able to get people actually started in doing disciple making, we have to get it into our daily, weekly lives. And this is how we do it. We create smaller communities that say, how are we going to do that this week? And we talked about that earlier. But, you know, guys, what we want to be able to do is say the next level in that is we want to be able to uh, help churches be able to do this as a church. So again, this is something that we, is very unique to CDM. That's right. There's there's a lot of a lot of people in, in different movement organizations that can sometimes uh, have kind of an attitude that the church is an obstacle to movement. Um, and and if they are relating to a church, it's it's relating to the church for finances, relating to the church perhaps for for prayer, and or relating to a church hoping that they'll release what they might call radicals to be able to engage in disciple making principles. But contagious disciple making, when we were starting off, and I was talking to God about what He wanted us to do as an organization, He told me very clearly that I want you to work with the established local churches to, to see my kingdom come, to see movement happen in the United States, because I planted those churches here and I want to see them a part of that. And we actually believe that the revitalization of the church will come as their, the as more and more of their people see making disciples and living out the Great Commission and the Great Commandments as part of their everyday life, not a special office given to someone else or a task meant for a highly trained, specialized individual, but instead something that they can do as part of their everyday life. And so CDM is committed to coming alongside pastors and church staff and individuals and elders within churches saying, hey, I want to see my, this happen in my church. I think that it would be great for my church. And to actually walk through the process instead of just saying, hey, that's a concern. Eh, you know, it's part of your, your church thing. Don't worry about that. But to actually sit there and say, you know what, that's an interesting point. Let's talk about that. Let's figure out what that looks like. And let's wrestle with that because we think that it's important. And so in CDM, pastors and church leaders are finding a, a partner in, in helping them see movement happen within their context and, and see and experience the benefits of leaning into disciple making. So when we come to one of the things that we have been able to see over this past year of working with various individuals and helping them be able to make disciples and start telling other people about that and start mobilizing people, we now have pastors, even more pastors coming to us saying, we like what has happened in this person's life and we want other the other people in our church 
to become like this person? How do mm -hmm. we do that? And, you know, that which we're like, yay, that is exactly what we're saying is that people in our churches don't, we don't have to have, this is not just something for a few radicals to do. And I think that's what a lot of people try to make DMM into being, that there's just a few radicals who are going to do DMM. But really, we, we see that DMM is something that unites everything, that disciple making is simple enough that anybody can do it and that it can be done by anybody anywhere, whether you're you're engaging your neighbor, your co-worker, whether you're actually trying to engage in a, a particular issue like with refugees or foster care kids or whatever it is, or maybe as you're going and integrating into government or trying to really reach into cross-cultural areas, whatever it is, it is something that can apply to anything and everybody. And so how can we as a church shift what we're doing in order to be able to make this a core value of what we do as a church, as all of our members going out there and doing this together. And so if we can have our churches at the, as the key mission is to equip the people to go out and disciple people who will make disciples, who will make disciples, then we're going to be able to see that revitalization of the church that we've always wanted. So that is the, the church level. The third level is an area hub. Now, this is where we look at a city and say, we want to create first off a team, but then really an overall network and partnerships amongst churches, organizations, and individuals that are working to do three things. Number one, to mobilize prayer for the entire region and city. And this is, again, something that we, we talked a bit about when it comes to prayer, but it, there's a whole process to that. We have people that we're talking with that, that already have gotten started with having creating what they call prayer canopies amongst the various different churches that they're involved with. But it's also about getting just the average Christian praying in and throughout life, wherever they are with their with the people around them. It means that we are creating communications where we're praying for against and for things in our particular cities, great commission, great commandment. And then when a crisis comes, because we've developed these relationships, bam, we can come together to be able to fast and pray as a citywide, you know, uh, community together in this. So first of all, mobilized prayer. The second thing that we get inside a, an area hub that they can work together is in a shared sense of, of doing good works. So one of the projects that we're currently working with is some of our partners inside of San Diego is on this idea of the journey of hope. And that's bringing together various different organizations and churches to say, instead of having, you know, 50 different refugee outreaches, let's try to create a comprehensive process to where we help them when they first come and then uh, together, we engage them and help them develop relationship with them, start discovery groups amongst them and see them come to know Jesus. And right now we are in the middle of creating that process and also seeing the beginning engagements of some of the people in and throughout these refugees. And we know that as we create this process, it's not just something that people in San Diego can do. This is something in all the various different areas and spaces around the U.S. can be able to employ to see that happen and, and any area hub can be able to work together to see happen. And then lastly, the third thing that an area hub can do primarily is to have shared areas of engagement. So 
Like for instance, you know, if you have a public school, there's probably multiple churches from various different areas that and and all around that area, excuse me, that have people coming and engaging that public school, or maybe even just investing their tax dollars <laughs> into that school. So parents, uh, you know, teachers. Uh, school board members, maybe some of them, you know, there's all these people that are involved at that in there. And what if we band together with various different churches to say, let's really adopt this school and try to do good for the school, put people on the school board and all the commu committees to be active in getting to know the families of this and be able to try to disciple this entire silo into coming to know Jesus and to and being a school that can help these particular kids. So what what that requires of Paul and I is is that if for us to go in and to seek partners to, that will be dedicated to seeing movement happen, but then also to creating partnerships amongst people in a healthy way. To, to be able to move towards this, these goals together. And so that's a lot of networking, a lot of strategy talk, a lot of, of practical things that go into that. And, you know, some it takes a lot of trips in order to be able to do this too, but we know that this is going to be powerful to see our cities transform. Now, generally speaking, when I go to into an area that we've already been working with multiple groups inside of that inside of that area and doing as much as we can via Zoom and coaching and training and class and everything, when it gets to the point that I need to make a trip in order to start bringing those pe those those pieces together, you know, I'm going to spend anywhere between you know a five days, uh, usually about five days on average uh, there in the area. And that my meetings will begin at breakfast and go until way after after dinner for each of those five days. In fact, uh, those of you who saw Michael Dorsett on the uh, on one of our first calls this morning, you know, Michael went with me on one of those trips and he said, man, I'm more tired after this trip than I than I have been on any other mission trip I've ever been on. And I've been on a lot of mission trips and we did manual labor in those mission trips. And so that kind of meeting together and working through the various issues and talking with people and addressing their questions and addressing the concerns and coming up with with actionable next steps. We're not just talking about people who got together and and had you know, pie in the sky dreams, but actually at the end of each meeting saying, okay, how do we take the conversations that we just had and actually begin to implement those here locally so that they have tangible results, that they help move that football down the field towards the end zone of a disciple making movement or the next step or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of work that goes into that and a lot of time as well. So one of the things that, you know, because we believe that these hubs and, and disciple-making movement really unites the church. You know, again, we what often has been presented and, and thought of with DMM is that there it's this fringe thing that only a few people would do and that we're just going to have to leave the rest of Christianity in order to be able to do it. Hmm. And the reality is we believe that if this is something that can be adopted that it can be a unifying force that there, that, you know, when we thought of prayer as being and prayer and discipleship and evangelism and good works as all being these separate things that people do, what if they all came together towards a, a common goal in order to be able to see the kingdom happen 
And we see the kingdom happen through our obedience and doing good works, mobilizing prayer and seeking movement along the lost. I mean, that's how we can be able to see that happen. So what we're going to need as a, as a CDM community is to be able to start raising up leaders. First off, what can you do? Number one, we need people who are church leaders who are courageous and says, I want to see my church become a disciple making hub. I want to see my church go through that change. And now what we celebrate and do as a community is disciple making. And so if you're a pastor or a church leader out there or anybody who's like, I really want that, I want you to reach out to us at Contagious Deci uh, team at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com and reach out to us. And we would love to be able to work with you to be able to see this happen inside of your church. The second thing is, is if you are out there and you're saying, I really want to be able to start a hub in my area because I want to see my city transform. First off, we may already be in your city and you, we can just connect you with the people that are really have a passion to be able to do this too. But also if you're not, if you're the first one that we've come in contact to have that passion, then we will work with you to find other partners to be able to see this happen in, in your area. So number one, you can join us. And being able to see this happen because we need this in this at such a time as this. We need people who are dedicated to seeing this kind of change. Number two, guys, we need you to help us be able to raise up leadership. So because of Giving Tuesday, we're, we're saying we need to be able to raise up another um, and hire more team that will be hub builders, that will be prayer coordinators, that will be coaches here with, with us at CDM to help to be able to, to help more and more people in that. So we are asking, like we said, 300 more partners to be able to give $100 a month to CDM and what we are and, and what we're trying to accomplish here. And so what we, again, what we say is this is like a share, you know, have a share in what we're in this next year's fruit. And be a part of what we want to see happen. I mean, if your burden is, what do I do about the brokenness that I see around me? You know, number one, you can take action. We can help you do that. Number two is you can be able to help give so that we can help others do that too. And that's what we're asking you to do today is to be a part of what God is doing here in the United States and the entire world as we are helping people in Senegal and in India and in, in uh, Kosovo in uh, Croatia and Slovenia and Australia and all and Guinea and many other places around the world as we're working through these things. So guys, uh, the, the next thing that we just wanted to leave you with is the idea of, again, wrapping up at the end of saying, you know, when we turn on the news and we see that, or even just walk around sometimes and see the brokenness that we see in our communities. We see how Satan is taking such a stronghold and creating division and hatred and corruption and, and perversion and is trying to destroy anything and everything that is godly and around us. And we think, what do we do? What do we do about this? And, you know, we, we've talked to some of our people today about this idea of how do we meet these cultural issues and these community needs? How do we do so in such a way that's going to lead to kingdom 
and not to more brokenness? How can we marry the Great Commission and loving your neighbor once again? So once again, uh, we see the primary call of contagious disciple making uh, to equip the, the body to do the work of the ministry, to, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry is very simple. It's not something ethereal. It is, is to, to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. It's to live out the, the great commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And because of John 14 and 15, we understand that to love the Lord your God means to obey him and to live lives of obedience. And it means to sit there and say, the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we've espoused these things in our, in, in our various Christian circles for a very, very long time. And there's some people that have really adopted them and said, we're going to go make this a part of our life. But by and large, um, I would say that many Christians, while they know these are things they should be doing or values they should have, they don't know how to work them into their everyday life. They see what's happening on the news and they get overwhelmed by it and they shut down and they turn off the news and they don't engage. They're not sitting there around a table in churches saying, okay, if that's a problem, what should I do? And at the very, at the very least, some of them get um, you know, excited enough to go out and perhaps participate in a protest or perhaps vote. And those things are important. We need to make our voices, our voices heard if we live in a democracy where, where our voices should be represented. And, our constitutional and if, republic. Or a constitutional republic uh, where, where our voices should have representation uh, within the government. That is really important that we write our representatives, that we talk to them and everything else. But even more than that, what does that mean in terms of me as a parent who has children in the public school system? How do I uh, make a difference there beyond protesting politics, beyond the angry rant or posting something on, on Facebook? You know, What does that look like to practically make a difference? And so what CDM comes in and says, all right, this is a problem. How do we address the, the spiritual aspects of that problem? How do we address the physical aspects of that problem, the reality? How do they go hand in hand that creates a people who aren't helpless anymore, but who are empowered to bring about true and lasting change promise in the parables of the kingdom uh, within our community? You know, one of the things that we, we have been working with is uh, with a, a friend of ours, uh, in San Diego. And one of the issues that they saw inside of their school was the fact that they were um, advertising for a basically a drag queen show to mm -hmm. their whole school. And uh, she and, and brought a few people along to be a part of the protest saying we do not want, you know, a drag queen show being advertised to our children we don't want that you know and she's uh she's even someone who is a homeschooling mom so she's like listen i know i don't send my kids there but these are still my kids this is still our community my taxpayer dollars come to this and i care and i think we need more of that we need more people that okay so maybe your your personal kids aren't going to the school but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take ownership of it and so after that particular instance the question was what do we do next how do we be able to start helping? And then we started talking about how we can be able to start praying for these schools. 
and how uh, how we can start mobilizing Christians to pray. And so then that led to her bringing people to the school to and being a part of a prayer meeting at the school. And when she did, did so, she found out about all these other prayer meetings and other people who want to do good for for that and finding out how to be able to to help out with uh, the library system and the fact that they just had to bring in new books and they were cleaning out old books and they were replacing the new books and how a lot of these new books were ones that were very pro LGBTQ ones and other kinds of, of harmful worldviews. And so what do we do about that? And we're starting to, to have conversations about how that is, but all the while she's starting to get to know the other people other people around her and just have conversations and to develop relationship. And that's what we're talking about here is how do we say, okay, this is a, how can we take complete ownership of this particular problem to, to where we can solve the problem and also reach the people who are surrounded by the problem. So in other words, that mm -hmm. we get to know them in such a way in which we can start a discovery groups with them. And so this is how we can be able from the grassroots, from the bottom up, be able to take ownership of the different things around us. I know we didn't get to, to mention this, but this is all being inspired by the story of the Good Samaritan. Hmm. When when it got, when Jesus reconfirmed the, the two greatest commandments, which was to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself, he gave the Good Samaritan as the full illustration of what he meant when he said to love your neighbor. And, and, and essentially in this illustration was you see a problem, you don't just don't pass by it. You take extreme ownership with it, of it to the point to where it, yes, it's going to cost you. Yes, it's going to be messy. Yes, you're going to have to say, okay, I have to go away, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to make sure the job is done. I am in this until the job is done. And that's what he's asking of us in this day and age is that there are people out there in our cities that are lost. We have a culture that is broken. We have uh, our different community cultures and, and systems that are broken. How do we look at something and say, we're going to take ownership of that in such a way that we are going to see the problem fixed and get to know people so we, they can also come to know Jesus as we do this together. We have an axiom that we call it. It's called re redeem the system and reach the people within the system. Yeah, we don't want to be people who ignore the problems. That is not what the people of God are supposed to be doing, is hiding, mm -hmm. is to ignore the problems. The second thing is, is we're not to be uh, people who hide from the problems as well. So in one, you deny that the problems even exist. You go around your everyday life and you don't pay attention to them. The second of all, you acknowledge they exist, but then you actively seek to hide from it. And that takes a lot of forms. Uh, that takes the forms and, and some of the forms I'm seeing happen in the United States of saying that, you know, oh, there's this persecution coming upon us. We need to learn to be underground churches. Well, guys, it's not quite here yet. We have time. We need to take action and make a difference while we have time because it is possible to turn that tide. We've seen it happen over and over again throughout the Old Testament as the people of God raised up in righteousness and they turned the tide. And that's what we're talking about in countries like the United States and other countries around the world that are facing similar broken systems. If the people of God take the take the message of God seriously and begin to repent, as we talked about in the 714 uh, initiative, 
that we repent and we turn from our wicked ways, then we're when we will see a transformation happen and we can see things happening differently within our countries. And no matter what happens, we can't control what the outcome is. We can't control the future and, and what will happen. Whatever that is, the answer is not to run and hide. It's for us to lean in and take ownership and seek his kingdom because that's what he's called us to do. So, guys, you know, in this, uh, you know, as you as we've been saying, we need to be able to to we invite you to be a part of this. We invite you to say, be a part of of, of raising prayer, be a part of of engaging in these different ways. And and again, when we talk about developing hubs, when we talk, we we perceive we at CDM perceive that there is room for everybody. You have a burden for pro-life. Come to CDM because we want to be able to make disciples as we deal with the pro-life issue and really work on both. You know, you have a heart for prisoners. Come to CDM because we want to be able to see, you know, prisoners helped and become disciples at the same time. You have a heart for, uh, you know, just mobilizing everyday Christians. We're all about that. You, you know, you have a burden for your government. There's a place for that. There's a place for everything inside of this mission of seeing disciple-making movements among the lost and the reactivation of the church to see the transformation of our cities. There is a place for everyone. So come and join us, uh, team at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com. But guys, as we wrap up our CDM uh, live uh, you know, feed for, for um, today, we want to be able to invite you to the ongoing discussion. We have our podcast that we release every week. We have a weekly prayer meeting that happens on, on Wednesday mornings uh, at 8, um, excuse me, I think it's 7.30, 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. You can get the, the link through our app. You can join us on our app and being able to, to be on our prayer page, come in and pray, contact us about how you can be able to get involved. And so, guys, you can be able to connect with us in what we're trying to do together to be able to pray to be able to to work to see to be a part of what God is doing and then also to give. And this cannot happen without your uh support. And so we are calling upon all of our friends to say contact us. So if you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh you know co comment and say I want to be contacted about uh you know uh, being a monthly supporter. Um, if you're or email us at team at contagious disciple .com if you'd like to talk to us more about that, uh, or you can just scan uh, this particular uh, link and be able to go and start giving towards uh, us and, and being able to see and be a part of what God is doing both in the United States and in the world to see movements happen. The other thing that you could do that could really help is not only give yourself, but to tell your friends and your family and yes. other people that like to invest in Great Commission, Great Commandment efforts about contagious disciple making and tell them that you believe in what we're doing, that you're personally giving to what we're doing, and that you would like them to participate with you to make this happen. That This is something you could do as a family or something you can do as a community. If your church has a missions committee and they're sitting there wondering and trying to look for places that uh, where they want to invest those 
those dollars that have been placed aside for missions, we would love to be able to talk to that missions committee and would love an introduction into that missions committee. If your church needs help in order to apply movement principles, we would love to be able to talk with your pastor and church leadership and be able to help that if that's something that they want. And if you're a pastor or church leader out there, and if you want to know an organization that you can invest in where you know that you're, that the investment is going towards great ki- to kingdom, uh, kingdom initiatives around the world and everything you've watched, you've heard about us, uh, go ahead and take this video, share it with your leadership and talk about putting contagious disciple making into your budget so that we can continue to go and to, to make disciples in these spaces and to see movement happen here in the United States. And you might be sitting there going, oh, well, they don't really need my help. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need your help. And so uh, we would like to be able to meet more friends and do this. You know, I kind of, when I think about this, I think this is just the way that God brings more people into into investing and seeing his uh, work happen in and throughout the world. And so this is an opportunity. This is your chance to be able to be a part of what God's doing. And we invite you to to do that. Um, You know, this is something that that Paul and I eat, sleep, and drink every single day. And so we would love to be able to have you be a part as well and to, to be crazy like us in believing uh, in movements, uh, both in the United States and the world together. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, or click on the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the CDM Podcast. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at contagiousdisciplemaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.